7 o'clock. Good morning, Pyle. Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Most trusted name in automobiles. Great to have you along on this Thursday morning. Mark Johnson, voice of Buffalo, is coming up in a little bit. We'll talk Coach Prime. Also, does Mark know who will be the Buffs' defensive coordinator? Because Troy Rank at Denver 7 says it's going to be Mike Zimmer. Brian Howell, who covers the Buffs very, very closely, says that it's not going to be Mike Zimmer. Says that it's going to be Charles Kelly. Associate defensive coordinator, safeties coach at Alabama the last four years. And so we'll talk with Mark about that. Also, Rams and Buffs on the hardwood tonight. We'll talk Central Girls basketball. They're off to a great start. Mary Doan will join us at uh, 740 this morning. And our Broncos report with Mike Rice coming up at uh, 820 this morning. So we have a lot to get to on the program today. But um, yeah, the rink report came out yesterday that that Zimmer, who coached Dion in Dallas when uh, Mike Zimmer was the Cowboys defensive backs coach, that, that he was going to come there to, to be the, the, the uh, defensive coordinator. But it looks like, um, and I trust what Brian Howell says, he's got his mm-hmm. ear to the ground pretty hard, that it's going to be Charles Kelly. So we'll, we'll talk with Mark about that coming up. Also, the, the breaking news this morning, we, we have not spent a lot of time on it over the course of the months that has been going on, but Brittany Griner, WNBA star, is being released from a Russian prison. It is a one-for-one prisoner exchange with the Russian government. So Brittany Griner will uh, be returning to the States. So on that front, um, some, some resolution, though there's still... Paul Wieland, who is still being held by Russian authorities, and certainly hope that it, it at some point that Paul Wieland will be able to return home. He's been there for many, many years now, and but uh, President uh, Biden on uh, on the TV right now announcing the prisoner exchange for Brittany Griner. So, breaking news this morning from well connected to the world of sports. All right, so uh, text or call us, 970-242-1340. Avalanche, uh, look, it's it's tough right now. Five of their top six forwards are out. I mean, this is this is a, a patchwork mm-hmm. is probably being generous. Patchwork means half of them are out. You know, this is two out of every three. These are, these are this is gaping holes yeah. in the lineup right now. With and no, it showed last night. And it certainly did. You know, Boston comes in along with New Jersey as two of the hottest teams in the league right now. Though Connor McGahee, who was with us yesterday, says he thinks Boston's playing much better hockey. Of course, they, they set that record with 14 consecutive home wins to start out the season. NHL record for the Boston Bruins. And so uh, last night, I mean, it, you were, it was like a... One-legged man in a butt-kicking contest, as my pappy used to say. Just not enough talent last night. He had Cale Burke, who was the fourth player to make his NHL debut for the Avalanche this season. Charles Hooden was, was playing in his second NHL game since the start of the pandemic. 
he was on the Avalanche's top line. That's that's the way it's going right now for this team. And you know, a guy like Kale McCarr, you know, I think showing that the, the kind of leader that he is, that he's like, look, you know, this is this is who's here right now. We have to we have to do the best with what we can do with with the inexperienced talent that we have. And, uh, and last night, like I said, it shows a four nothing loss to the Boston Bruins last night. Yeah, they they were on the business end of the butt kicking stick. That's yeah, that's it's not good, sure. not good last night. Just so. a bunch of guys where it's like, who's that guy? Oh, okay, I know, I recognize that name. Who's that guy? Seven of their twelve forwards, Buckeye who have either played in the NHL or been way by an NHL team this season. That was the lineup last night. Mm-hmm. AHL guys or guys that have been waived. Seven of the 12 guys the, yeah. the forward, at the what, forward spot. What did Connor McGahee say yesterday? Six? Six or eight of the guys that broke camp with the team are still playing? Yeah. <laughs> due to a variety of injuries or other issues? Yeah. Bruins had a double-digit advantage in terms of shots on goal last night. It was not pretty. Not pretty at all for the Avalanche. Some of the Avs are new enough to the game they didn't realize they could shoot. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm allowed to do that? Is like, that? Wait, I thought that was only these guys. <laughs> wait a minute. I, I have to do this now? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, it's okay for me to you know, put one on the yeah. net? It's Like I said, though, yesterday, it's good that it's now. It's December. Mm-hmm. You, know, you imagine lunatic Nathan McKinnon trying to whip all these guys into shape? Oh. He's probably like, I'm glad I'm not going to be around for four weeks. This is probably, probably this is driving me thing. nuts. Yeah, that. I don't know if uh, Matt can handle the strain of yeah. all these AHL guys. You know, guys that are, you know, and we'll play the clip from Bednar coming up. Guys are playing hard. I mean, they're playing hard. Oh, no, they're doing the best it's, they can, but there's a reason they're AHL. Colorado Eagles and not Colorado right. Avalanche to start the season. Yes, yeah, the reason they're in the minors right now. Yeah, or reason other teams that arguably are still competing didn't want to keep them. You know, so I mean, there's there's a reason why these guys were all available and playing in the minors is because that's well, kind of where they were, and that's who the yeah. Avalanche have to roll out there right now. So, like I said, I my my feeling is this. Better now than March. Right. To be dealing with this kind of thing. There's one positive. It's about the only positive there is. Better now than later. All right. So, uh, text your call, 970-242-1340. See, uh, I watched some of Russ's presser again. I was going to use some sound. And a lot of it was about Dalton Reisner being the Broncos, Walter Payton, Man of the Year nominee, which is great, and that, that's good. But that was that was most of Russ's press conference yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was about Dalton Reisner, which is fine. It's good he's talking about his teammate who who's up for a very yeah. uh, prestigious honor. I mean, Walter Payton was great. Dalton didn't do any high knees on the plane to Loveland, but it's good. <laughs> or uh, London, England. To Loveland? I, I put them wow, together. They're, they're, I misspoke. I put the two of them together. Flying to Loveland? Wow. So he's got a lot of money. Russ does. He doesn't does. have a lot of wins. But he's got a lot of money. In a helicopter. He picks up. Knees. He picks up his paycheck in a ski mask. <laughs> all right, give me all your money. Yeah, Walton Pinner Group. Then he uh, does high knees out the bank door. <laughs> and a couple of toe touches. Yeah. along the way too. Got to stretch out those hammies and that runs back. in only forty yard dashes. Yeah, and then slides at the end of every one of them. Spikes up. 
kicking dudes in the right in the dudes <laughs> in the dudes. That's how Broncos country feels right now. We've been all kicked in the dudes time and time and time again. So yeah, I, I just I, I was watching. I'm just going okay. I was talking about Verizon. Was talking about the young receivers. Mm-hmm. It was just. I like Russ. I still like Russ, but there are times I just I don't feel I don't feel like I learn anything from him when I hear him talk. Russell Wilson wasted almost nine minutes of people's time yesterday yeah. with his press conference. That's, that could be spent doing other things and going to the bathroom. And like I said, I applaud him for talking about Dalton Reisner. I think it's it's a great thing, but I, I didn't feel like I sure. I got anything else yeah. out of that presser other than what a great guy Dalton Reisner is. Did we even learn that from Russ or did we already know that? Well, I think we already have a pretty good sense that See what Dalton I mean? So Reisner... I mean, like, even that kind of was a waste of time. He just didn't want people to, you know... He was asked about it, though. And in fairness to him, he was asked about it, and as Russ tends to do, he tends to give a... He was asked about it. That's the first question? I believe that was like the first question yesterday. It's about Dalton Reisner being the nominee. Okay. I'm not sure why that was the first question, but it, it was the first question, at least in what I saw from the press conference. Yeah, and I know I, Nathaniel Hackett just walked up to the mic and started talking about Dalton. That that's one thing. Well, right that's now, through the that first one, question, wouldn't you wouldn't you rather be talking about Dalton Reisner right now? Being oh, if I'm the Broncos, Green? absolutely. Uh, I'm going to spend all my time talking. Hey, oh, what an incredible guy! What a great guy! I'll talk, any more questions about Dalton? Anybody uh, else? Chiefs coming. No, no, we're talking about Dalton Reisner. You know, we went, we went to his uh, family's ranch one time. Anybody yeah. want to hear about that story? We went to Wiggins one time. Anybody, mm-hmm. anybody want to hear about that story? Fed us lots of corn. <laughs> lots of lots of beef because it's what's it was, for dinner. What's for dinner? And always will be for dinner. With, I, the, uh, with Dalton Reisner's family. Man, that thirteen-game losing streak to the Chiefs. That's the first question. Hey, Dalton Reisner, <laughs> a good guy, huh? You want to talk about yeah. softballs? Yeah. Way to hold that guy's feet to the fire. Yeah. I, but here's here's the thing. I, I think that's part of it, too. I think they just know they're not going to get anything. So it's like, why bother? Yeah. Let's just let's just talk about Reisner. That was quick. That's three months in, and they already know he's just going to waste our time. So let's talk about his teammate. Yeah, I believe I, I believe that was the first question. If not, it was the second question. There was also the one in there about the young receivers. How do you feel like your young receivers are doing oh well that's a legitimate question but i thought reisner was the first one but it was it was at the front, the front end, end front end there's of the no presser. way anybody can make it the full nine minutes unless you're paying me to be there yeah nope i Co- drove cody's all the way probably, out here for this cody's probably going i got i overcame being sick to mm-hmm. come out and watch this okay like in the, the mcdonald's <sighs> down the road closes at 10 i'm out here for this <laughs> All right, 7 Jim along with the Buckeye boy. Mark Johnson will join us coming up in just a few minutes. It does, too, by the way. It, that McDonald's right there closes at 10 o'clock. The one out? By Dove Valley. Yeah. It does? Oh. Yes, it does. Found that out the hard way. Trying to get some grub after uh, Def Leppard and Motley Crue. Did not know that. 10 o'clock. Closes at 10? And yeah. it was what, what night? It was a Thursday night. Uh, still 1030 if Grand Junction can have two 11? that are open 24 hours the why drive not, through why not that well why can't you stay up until like 11 or midnight 
do you only have like nine people working there? They got to go get a full eight hours before they can open up for breakfast. They, they get the volume there. Do they get the traffic at that time of night? It's I, 25 in Arapahoe Road. I would so. think so. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, 10 o'clock seems a little, yeah. a little early. 10, 30, 11, 11 o'clock at least, mm-hmm. right? Okay. We pulled up. It was dark. Parking lot was empty. Look at the door. It closes at 10. Great. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. That's really going to shut it down and roll up, roll up the streets. That's happened when we've gone to Durango before. Right. I'm going to get something to eat, which Durango, it's okay, but still. It's, Cortez. You know. Yeah. yeah. Rifle. Stuff like that. Ten Small f- towns, they close. That's fine. Yeah. But it was a Friday night, though. Friday Thursday or Saturday? For, for, no, Thursday night. no, but when I've oh, gone when down you were there, there? Yeah. it was like Friday or Saturday after a game. It's like, you're going to close at 10 on a Friday night? Yeah. And they probably stopped cooking at 8. Probably. Anybody that's been fast yeah. food right before they close? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, I, I get small town, but come on, guys. 10 30, 11? Friday? At least let Saturday? the sun go down in the summer. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, oh, it's almost, almost dusk. Let's close let's, her up. Let's wrap it up today. Drain out that fry yeah. grease. and Anyway. It, we're done for the day. Yeah. All right. We are not done for the day. Still playing coming up this morning. So it's time for... What's happening? An injury depleted Avalanche team couldn't keep up with one of the hottest teams in the NHL. And Cotterbottos 4-0 lost to Boston last night in Denver. Avs star Nathan McKinnon is out with an upper body injury. As Cotterbottos skated with that five of their top six forwards, the Avs are fourth in the Central Division after the game. Here's Avs coach Jared Bednar. Yeah, I liked. I thought we played hard. You know, good effort, good start to the game. Just couldn't sustain it. You know, good team. Capitalize on your mistakes. Couple turnovers. Coverage. Trying to do the right thing. Pretty dialed in and focused there. But you know, give them a little bit too much room. Some of their guys are big and strong, making plays with guys on their back, like we see from guys like Miko. Um, coverage is not tight enough, and then we get a chance to put it in the back of the net. Yeah, we're not going to do that. If we're rolling over because it's too difficult or we're losing games and we need new players, we'll have to find other guys. We better be playing hard every single night regardless of what we think the outcome's going to be, regardless if we're winning or losing. I mean, that's the culture we've built here. We're going to continue that regardless. of. And if guys quit and don't play hard, then we'll find other players. That's simple. All right, there's Jared Bednar after the loss to the Bruins last night. Former Minnesota Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer reportedly coming to Colorado to be the to be head coach Deion Sanders' new defensive coordinator. Denver 7's Troy Rink pointed the story that Zimmer's coming to Boulder to be coach beyond Coach Prime staff. The two have a relationship going back to when Sanders played for Dallas and Zimmer was his defensive backs coach. Former Kent State head coach Sean Lewis will be the Buffs' new offensive coordinator. But Brian Howell, who covers the CU Buffaloes, says, eh, not so fast. That'll be Charles Kelly, who'll be the defensive coordinator, associate defensive coordinator, and safeties coach at Alabama the last four years. So we'll talk with Mark Johnson about that, who will be the Buffs' next defensive coordinator. Because Kelly's name was being mentioned early on mm-hmm. to be on the staff, possibly D.C., possibly another role. And then Zimmer's name came up yesterday through Troy Rink. So I saw Zimmer from Larry Fitzgerald Sr., I've been looking for Troy's tweet or story or whatever it is, and I've not been able. I mean, must have scrubbed that quickly because I, I haven't been able to find it. But I haven't been able to find anything before yesterday about Charles Kelly either. So it was kind of like it seemed neck and neck. The website Clutch Points, they quote 
uh, Troy Rink. They confirmed a report. Yeah, but he took it off Twitter. So, barely Troy might have uh, been a little premature on that because the, the tweet is gone now hmm. from Troy Rink. I'd never heard of that site before. I may have to check that out. Yeah. But anyway, they, they referenced the story on there. These things are very fluid right now. We'll put it that way. So we'll see. But I, I tend to think probably the Charles Kelly story is the right one. We mentioned, or you and I were talking off the air, the Bill O'Boyle that was at Chadron State. Yeah. Was it on Colorado Mesa staff for Russ Martin? He's going to be the O-line coach, I believe. And he was the O-line coach at Kent State for, um, for Sean Lewis. So he'll be coming over to coach the Buffs offensive line. Broncos look to snap a four-game losing streak as AO's defending AFC West champion Kansas City this Sunday. The losing streak to the Chiefs is even longer with Denver dropping last 13 straight to KC. You know, um, having a, you know, uh, kind of a losing skid in the last few games and, um, you know, at this point in the year, man, it just feels so great to get a win. Um, and obviously against the Chiefs, you know, an AFC West opponent, um, they've obviously been, you know, at the top of the AFC West for a few years now. And so uh, this win would mean absolutely everything. Broncos safety Justin Simmons. Denver could be without wide receiver Corlin Sutton who sustained a hamstring injury against Baltimore. The Broncos are a home nine-point underdog this Sunday. Catch the game on the Team Sports Network with pregame at noon and a 2.05 kickoff tonight. It's the Raiders and the Rams in Thursday night football, but we'll have coverage of the Wildcat Classic Girls Basketball Tournament. Starts at 5.45, 6 o'clock tip. Grand Junction takes on Ponderosa, and then it's Fruit of Monument against Castleview. The Fruit of Monument boys wrestling team dominated Grand Junction. Their duel last night at the Wildcats gym. Fruit picked up a 66-6 win with Tatum Williams, Sean Franzen, Omar Bagar-Haro, Tyler Archuleta, Dylan Chaluski, and Ryland Hoisington picking up wins for the Wildcats. Tigers' lone win was Dominique Jones with a pin. Another duel, Central beat Montrose 41-33 with the Warriors 132-pound William Dean picking up a pin to clinch the victory. Central posted six pins on the night. Palisade lost him off at County 48-36. Palisade's Keaton Young earned a win with a pin at 138. Palisade girls basketball team drops to 2-2 two and two after their 50-25 loss to Coleridge at the Demon Invitational in Glenwood Springs. The Bulldogs' Addie Ritterbush led the way with nine points. Coleridge is 4-0 to start the season. Grand Junction girls basketball team finally gets on the court in the Grand Valley when they play at the Wildcat Classic today. The Tigers have struggled to score points at times this season, even dating back to last year. Tigers' new head coach, Sidney Brandon, says they may not always score the most points, but they can always control the effort they put out on the other end of the floor. We try to talk about it all the time. Like Teams that try to just go out and outscore, they're never the most successful team. End score is 10-12 to 12 if we're up, right? You still won the game at 10-12. to 12. Trying to get that instilled in them that defense is the most important aspect of basketball. Tigers play today against Ponderosa with our pregame at 545. Fruto Monument girls, they have not uh, missed a beat under new head coach Jeff Johnson. Wildcats have won six of the last seven Southwestern League titles, and they're off to a 2 one start with the Wildcat Classic starting today. Johnson says even though he's new on the scene, the goals remain the same. Boy, hang another banner up. And the big thing we're pushing is uh, we're putting on the Fruit of Blue, and that represents something bigger than just the player. It represents the high school and the community and the pride that the community has about the girls' program. All right, we'll have coverage of both Grand Junction and Fruita tonight uh, right here on the team with Central taking on Carbon County, Utah tomorrow pregame at 245 for that one at, at the Warrior Classic. All right, we'll take a break as we wrap it up with... What's happening? On the other side, Mark Johnson, voice the Buffaloes, joins us next on the Team Sports Network. They're a lot of fun. Oh. 
The Jim Davis Show. They're idiots. Say what? On Colorado's sports leader, the team. <laughs> it's time to talk buffs with CU voice Mark Johnson on the Jim Davis Show on the team. And with us right now, the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, voice of the Colorado Buffaloes, Mark Johnson. Good morning, Mark. How are you, my friend? Jim, good morning. So, um, did you know last Thursday that Sanders was coming? Because we got the vibe that you were you played your cards very close to the vest, sir. And I was I respected that immensely. But I we did both, did we not, Buckeye? Get a little vibe that yeah, Mark a little bit. Mark knows what's going on here. How could you not know what's going on with this? So Well, did, I was probably let's just put it this way. I was uh, I was very certain it was going to happen, you know. Now no, no, I figured nothing was a done deal, you know, uh, Coach Prime was going to make his decision that if there was some last minute reprieve or some, you know, somebody else jumped in that made things a little bit uh, interesting, I said that that could happen, but but I was pretty much certain it was a done deal, yeah. So what was it like? I, I, I assume you had the chance to interact with him at least a little bit. I have not. Oh, you have you have not? Okay. Well, no, no, because I was in Seattle for basketball. Oh, that's true. That's right. You were, so yeah. I left on Saturday and then did the game on Sunday, and by the time I got back, I mean, uh, you know, Coach Prime was gone. That's right. Okay, because, yeah, you were covering the buffs. So, yeah. yep. so at some point, you'll... you'll so it was like two-thirds of the football team by the <laughs> gone by the time you get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, lots of guys hitting the portal and... Guys that has you know, one of the guys that has a connection to here, Chase Penry, did that even before um, Deion Sanders uh, was hired as the head coach. So he he was already uh, moving on to other places. But I guess just mark your your initial reaction to Deion Sanders coming in, and and we're going to get to some of the, the rumors about who's going to be on his staff. Some are yeah. con- more confirmed than others. But just your your initial takeaway about the the excitement that he does bring to this Colorado Buffaloes football program. Well, a tornado has hit Boulder, Colorado. This is unlike anything I've ever seen before. I mean, well, what became very apparent was Colorado didn't hire a coach. They hired a celebrity. They hired a brand. Uh, they hired an iconic cultural figure. I mean, he's already, we already knew he was a cultural, you know, iconic athletic figure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you know, you put him on one of the, when you start talking about the greatest athletes of all time, Bo Jackson and Jim Thorpe and Jesse Owens and whoever else you want to throw in there, he's in that conversation, obviously. So we knew that about him. And but but it's there's something more to this. This is this is unlike anything I've ever seen. Jim, I've been saying he's one of one, right? Right. There, there's nobody else in the country that you could hire to have this kind of energy, this kind of impact come. And I started thinking, I was on a show yesterday, and I started, you know, the guy said, you really think that? And I said, well, let's think about it. I mean, who, who do you bring in? Uh, Oprah? I mean, you know, <laughs> who, do you, yeah. who do you bring in that brings this kind of juice with them? And I, thought, I said, well, maybe athletically, if, if Tom Brady or Peyton Manning all of a sudden announced they're going to become a college coach, they bring an enormous star power with them as well. But this is unique, man. I, this is unlike anything I've ever seen. I, I'm just shocked by, and I've talked with various aspects of the athletic department, you know, the marketing arm, and I was told that, you know, multiple companies, 35, 40 companies that are national brands have contacted the marketing arm here really on Monday and Tuesday, uh, the first couple of days, and, and we're like, I, I want to be part of Colorado Athletics. How can I get into sponsorships? Uh, season ticket sales going through the roof, merchandise through the roof, social media through the roof. I mean, it's affected every aspect of the University of Colorado. I guess just your, your reaction to the message he sent to the Buffs players that are still on this roster. I mean, just your, you've got some thoughts on that. Sure, sure. I, you know, I took it a little bit differently than a lot of people did mm-hmm. when he went in there and, and said, you know, 
you might as well hit the portal. I took it as a challenge because when you yeah. listen to the whole thing in context, and, and people got kind of hung up on that one you know sentence or two, and to me what it was saying was, listen, this is, and let's be honest about it, I'll say this, Colorado might have been the most irrelevant FBS team in America. 1-11. Worst team on both sides of the ball in the country. It was bad. We all know that, okay? They went from maybe being the most irrelevant program in America to the most relevant in 24 hours. And so, based on that, him saying, listen, this is where you're at, that's obviously not acceptable. That's why they brought me in. This is where you want to get to. There's going to be a price to pay there. And we're going to that spot. You're sitting in here. If you're not willing to make that jump, you might as well hit the portal because because that, that's where we're going. That's what you're going to have to do. That's what you're going to have to sacrifice. That's the way I took that. I, I, I didn't have a problem with the issue. You know, releasing that video, and I mean, maybe that's not the most appropriate thing in the world, but in terms of, you know, that message, I don't have an issue with that message. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I, I think the only thing that, that troubled me a little bit was kind of like you, you know, the, 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 the implication that you guys embarrassed the fan base. You embarrassed this institution. You you know you embarrassed your parents by sure. by, by how you played. It's like no nobody. You know that team as well as anybody, Mark. Nobody yeah. out there wanted to win only one football game this year. This guys, sure. those guys played hard. Maybe they weren't always the most talented. You know, and, and all those things. But I, I thought that I thought that was unnecessary. The rest well, of the message, I'm with you. I'm 100 percent with you. Yeah. If you want, if you want to be here, you want to win. Stay here, fight, fight for your job, and 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 be part of what we think could be something great. That was this thing. I'm like, eh, is that was that really necessary to tell those guys that? And I didn't. I felt like that was an unnecessary comment from from him. Well, I, I'd say this. You know, in, in you know, I've been being a college athlete, athlete myself. I, I've I've had messages similar directed. I don't think that message was terribly unique. That's why I said maybe it was best that video didn't get released. Yeah, probably so. Right? Then it's, then it's between the walls. It's between yep. a coach and players. And, and listen, I, you know, over the course of my life in athletics, both as a player and as a broadcaster, I've seen a lot of inappropriate comments oh, yeah. from, from coaches to players. So I'm not, I'm not immune to that, and I'm not terribly sensitive about it because I understand the context of which it's happening. A lot of times when, when fans get a chance to see or hear a coach saying something to players, you know, they, all of a sudden there's a, a gasp out there because, oh, my goodness. Well, a lot of the people have never been involved in that world and don't understand kind of how how it operates and and how we approach things and and you know we're very, there's brutal honesty going back and forth which doesn't happen in many areas of society and so so I'm a, you know, I don't have a problem with with being tough on on players on a roster that that's part of being you know playing right. big boy football or big girl basketball or whatever you want to talk about we all don't understand that but yeah sometimes it's best those things are kind of left behind closed doors exactly uh, that's a message that probably didn't need to get out there you know, on the on the on the internet but overall i i think it's a sensational hire to me he seems like the the, the right guy at the, at the right time in terms of somebody that that brings in as you mentioned you know, name, image, likeness, and sponsorship opportunities. Okay. A guy that that relates to this generation of player that everybody. I don't care how how young, how old you are. You know who Deion Sanders is, yep. and 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 he has that kind of impact, that kind of gravitas, if you will. And so I, I just think that it for Rick George, I applaud him. I applaud the the go big or go home. He could have hired a Tom Herman or somebody like that, and you know that would have been fine. Maybe Tom Herman would have been good. I don't know. But he, he's, Tom Herman's not going to bring the kind of juice that Deion Sanders brings to this program. 
Yeah, yeah nobody is. Nobody. You know, I, I was saying to somebody, the other day, I've done about 30 interviews in the last uh, three days, weird, uh, honestly. And, and I said to somebody, I said, you know, if they, the guy kind of pushed me on that, and I said, well, think about it. I, I said, think of the great coaches in the country. Think of Nick Saban and Lincoln Riley and, you know, Ryan Day and whoever else you want to, Dabo Sweeney, whoever else you want to, want to throw out there. If, if you're 16, 17 years old and you take a phone call from one of those coaches, it's an enormous deal. Sure. There's no doubt about it. Make no mistake about that. But then you hang up, and five minutes later the phone rings, and it's Dion Coach Prime Sanders on the other end of the line. That's a totally different deal. That's just not a coach calling you. That's an iconic figure that you've seen and heard about and you know about, and there's celebrity that comes with that far beyond any football coach. That's what I mean about this. It's a totally different creature that we're looking at here, which makes it totally unique. And you know, Just watching the way he has gone about his business from afar now, social media from a recruiting standpoint, I mean, it, it, you've seen it just like I have. He, he, I, don't, I don't know if he said to <clears throat> some of his staff, you know, give me the top 40 kids in the country because I'm making phone calls to all of them. And, and then he's doing the same thing at the transfer portal. I mean, it's really something to watch. I saw, you know, a story of one young man yesterday committed to, I don't know if it was Georgia or Notre Dame or whoever it was. I mean, some kid that has been strongly committed there, and, and Coach Prime just goes out and makes phone calls and says, they wanna, you know, you've got to be thinking about Colorado. And, and, and apparently the kid's now kind of backed off and thinking, well, maybe I should look at that. I mean, that, that's enormous Whatever you want to call it, I mean that's enormous weight, that's enormous presence, that's enormous, uh, you know, uh, celebrity to be able to make phone call like that and automatically have a kid all of a sudden go, ooh, maybe I need to rethink this a little bit. I mean that's that's really something, and and I've never seen that before. That's why this is totally new territory for all of us. You know, everyone wants to know, well, well what do you think? What, how do you think it's going to go? I don't know. Yeah. I've never seen this before. <laughs> it's it's fascinating to sit back and watch. My thought is that either it's going to be fantastic or maybe it's not going to work out, but it can't be worse than what it's been. That, no. that, that's my thought is, you know, unless there's some kind of, you know, impropriety that, you know, incidentally sanctions, things like that, violations. I mean, that, which that doesn't seem to be his MO, uh, you know, at all, but you know, I mean, never, you never say never, but I mean, it can't, it can't be worse than what it's been. And so, and he, and he brings in Shadir Sanders, his son, the quarterback, who I watched some of the the SWAC championship game. Uh, he's pretty good. I think yeah. uh, immediately well, just the guy. Bloodlines, Jim. That, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, the, 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 yeah. The the talented apple doesn't fall far from the very talented Hall of Fame tree. Right. And you know his and the, the other brother Shiloh, and then you got Travis Hunter who flipped his commitment from Dion's alma mater, you know, at, at Florida State to go to Jackson State, and he's he's coming along, and and so now the coaching staff because there's this story. That Troy Ring put out from Denver Seven, the Mike Zimmer, former Vikings head coach, who has a relationship with Dion back to when Dion played for the Cowboys and Mike was a coach there, that it was going to be Mike Zimmer, but then Brian Howell, who follows the Buffs, you know, like you do, extremely yeah. close. Yeah. That Brian says it's going to be Charles Kelly, who's been at Alabama associate defensive coordinator, safeties coach. Uh, what are you hearing in regard to this? Well, I'll tell you this: that uh, probably when this first started. Oh, I'm going to guess probably a month ago, I was told that Mike Zimmer was coming as kind of a uh, administrative role, that that he was coming in in kind of a general. You, you know what Herm Edwards did down at ASU had a very professional kind of organization, right? In terms of how they they or, they they orchestrated everything. Um, I was told at that point in time that Mike Zimmer would probably come as as kind of a general manager, if you will, of football operations and oversee everything in that regard. So 
that that was something like I said. It was just it's got to be almost a month ago now. I was told that was that was most likely going to happen under the circumstances. And so that's why when I saw the DC thing, I thought, well, that's, that's you know things can obviously change, and I know this is evolving all the time. And and so um, anyway, my my initial sense was that that probably was wrong with him being the defensive coordinator. But I think I think Brian probably is on, on the right track on that. Mark Johnson, voice the Buffaloes, with us. Also, Sean Lewis, who is a coach at Kent State, going to be the offensive coordinator. Kent State, typically, you know, they, their offenses have been among the the best in in, in Division One football. Uh, brings in a, a wide open offensive attack, and then a guy that's coming with him is a guy that actually has ties to right here in Grand Junction, Mark, and that's Bill O'Boyle, because Bill, who was at uh, Kent State with uh, with Sean Lewis. He was the offensive coordinator at uh, our D2 here in town, Colorado Mesa, years ago. Yeah, yeah, I understand he's a very good coach. Uh, I've never crossed paths with him, so I don't know. You'd know more about him than I would, to be honest with you. But when you look at, and I'll just kind of speak in general terms, because a lot of the guys I haven't, I haven't dealt with in terms of you know, what we're hearing and what has been confirmed up to this point, um, it, it appears to be a very impressive coaching staff with, uh, with quite an interesting history. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's done his homework. I was told that very early on that you know one of some of the questions I asked about the possibility of this happening happening you know that we didn't know about about going to Coach Prime was well you know what, what what's his coaching like what you know is is he going to be able to come and match you know the, the the level of coaching we're talking about in the Pac-12 and you know all the things that are just obvious to ask and uh, I was told very quickly this this cat does his his homework and does his homework very well and is already working on who fits into the culture that he wants to create and, and uh, put together a staff. So this has been going on for a while. This, this, you know, this coaching search or the coaching staff search, I should say, didn't start on Sunday. I guarantee right. you that. It's been going on for weeks. And so it, uh, it appears to be pretty impressive what he's throwing together. Yeah, and Willie Taggart that's been at Oregon and, of course, coached previously in the Pac-12 and at Florida yeah. State. The Willie Taggart's going to be part of this staff as well. So it's, well, then uh, I saw that, that that was he was coming and then he wasn't and then he was meeting with somebody else. And so last I saw, maybe you've seen something uh, since I have, but last I saw that that one was a little bit up in the air, I guess. Okay, we, we, we'll keep that uh, to be determined sure. in regard to Willie Taggart moving forward, being part of the Buff staff. Um, Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffalo, is with us. Mark, we want to wrap it up because... Uh, Tonight it's uh, CSU taking on the Buffs over at uh, CU Events Center uh, for for the Buffaloes coming off that ten point loss at Washington that that heartbreaking loss to Arizona State last Thursday and, yep. and it's a Rams team that has Isaiah Stevens back that's huge for them and they're they're for the most part playing some pretty good basketball right now yeah you know the last one they went out and just lost to Northern Colorado and it was their last game out was it eighty eight eighty three I think but. You know, I was just sitting here this morning looking at the numbers, and you know, offensively they're a very good team. They're about a fifty percent shooting team. The defense is very solid. Uh, the rebounding numbers, you know, they're 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 not a great rebounding team. They're they're decent enough uh, in that regard, and and they're forcing a lot of turnovers. So, yeah, getting Stevens back certainly is going to help them. It's a different team than you know we've seen you know in the recent past, and uh, not having their best player now in the NBA. So they've changed a little bit, but still, uh, what they've done up there, I think, is pretty impressive. And. And, uh, you know, it's a rivalry game. And somebody asked, I thought it was interesting, Tad, yesterday, and I, I hadn't even thought about it, but nobody on this roster has ever played Colorado State. And, and I, I, it totally kind of hit me by surprise because, you know, we play them so frequently in, in basketball. And so he was asked, are these guys going to understand exactly what this means and, you know, how juiced uh, CSU is going to come, you know, into the event center tonight. And he said, I, I think they'll be just fine because, you know, you've got plenty of players that are Colorado kids on this basketball team. So, uh, yeah, going to be an interesting game tonight, I think. Um, take nothing for granted in this one. 
and uh, they're doing a heck of a job up there in Fort Collins with his basketball team, and Colorado's looking for answers. You know, but isn't it interesting with Colorado's up and down this season? Still, if you look at, at you know kind of their their rankings right now, they're still sitting in the 60s uh, right now, and and that that's an, a testament to who they've played, where they've lost, and who they've beaten. And so, you know, their their NCAA resume, even though they're sitting at four and five, is still very much alive and, and very healthy at this point because of the, the you know rather tough schedule they played and how they you know they lost games on the road. I and mean, you get a little credit for those kind of things. So it's it's interesting where Colorado is. But with that being said, now that they're at home and you've got four straight games before you wrap up non-conference play, you better be taking care of business at home, and, and uh, that'll be uh, certainly the first step will be tonight. All right, I asked Brian Roth this yesterday. I said, you got a little, little announcer rivalry smack talk you want to send Mark's way? And uh, Brian respectfully declined. Really? Yeah, because I think he thought you might shove him in a locker someplace. Um, <laughs> well, I'm a, a little bigger than he is. Yeah, give him an atomic wedgie, <laughs> shove him in a locker. He he referenced the text that you had, the Misery Loves Company text during the football season. Yep. So he's like, yep. I, I haven't, I haven't, I, I'm not going to talk any smack. So Mark, yeah. will you talk some smack today? You know what? It's uh, because I am, I'm older and I'm bigger. You know, it would be like, it would be like picking on your little brother. I mean, I just I can't do that, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 very much the senior of, of Brian, and I'm much larger than he is, and it just wouldn't seem right. And I like Brian on top of it, so you know, it's kind of a hard. I mean, maybe what I'll do today when I see him, I'll walk up and tossle his hair. You should hey, do maybe, that. Maybe I'll just do that. Hey, little fella. Hey, little buddy. Hey, little buddy. How you doing today? <laughs> Good to <laughs> see you. Maybe that's that's about the worst I could do at, uh, at my age. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you, little call fella. Him sport a couple times. Yeah, call him Sport Champ. <laughs> you probably really he will twink his ear, you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> Boy, you're getting big, little guy. <laughs> just every every year I see you, Brian, just get a little bit bigger. Well, you man. Can say that to me too. I mean, that's true for both of us. We well, yeah, trust me. I, I I feel for you there, my friend. Bigger, not tall. Yeah, yeah I, I can relate. Hey, appreciate it, Mark. Thank you so much. Seven o'clock tonight for that one. Uh, the Rams taking on uh, the Buffaloes. Looking forward to talking more. Uh, Coach Prime as we uh, move forward here, Mark. Listen, it'll never be a dull moment. That's one thing we know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Take care, my friend. All right, see you. All right, Mark Johnson, Voice Buffaloes. Do like right. the subtle little jabs in there. I'm not going to talk any smack. I'm older. I'm larger. <laughs> Maybe just a hair tossle. Yeah. There we go. Hey, little I'm buddy. I'm bigger than he is. Hey, little buddy. That's really all you need at times. Brian's face is turning red. And yeah. He's going to go Wolverine. Mark puts his palm on his forehead and holds him at arm's length. Mark's just swinging. <laughs> ah, I'm going to get... No, then, you're not. And then Brian sicks his kids on him. Yeah. <laughs> go get them, ruffians. Mark's got grandkids, though. That's, That's true. but uh, <laughs> He'll just pick them up and be like, all right. Yeah, but Mark's grandkids are not as old as Brian's kids. But so Mark's kids are old enough to have grandkids. Well, they so are, he's they been are, there before. His kids are old enough. So it's, if it's Brian's kids against Mark's kids, Mark's kids are going to win. Yeah, they're all they're yeah. adults. So, but I'm yeah. saying Mark knows how to handle children of that he age. D- <laughs> he does. He, he does. Oh, we're gonna pick him up and we're gonna start something here. We shouldn't start with these two, two fine, fine gentlemen and outstanding yeah. broadcasters. All right, seven forty-three. Mary Doan, Central Girls Coach, joining us in a moment. It's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Well, there's been a time or two over the years where you've roped me into the conversation, and I've. To be perfectly honest, just not been paying attention to what I'm supposed to be doing. 
Turns out that's not just me. It happens in uh, all forms of media. Take in uh, case in point, huh? Conan O'Brien. What was that? His oh. podcast was taping the other day while his audio guy was trying to watch a couple of World Cup games. I don't like to out somebody on the team for poor performance it's not my style i don't put down i build up all you do is absolute lie i'm disappointed because we owe a lot of uh, credit to this gentleman eduardo who's done a wonderful job designing this studio Mm -hmm. Uh, he's our engineer you can hear him on the podcast sometimes and he's always on it and we were just ready to start recording when it was revealed to me He's got several monitors, and I thought he was checking sound levels, checking, rec- you know, making sure that the recording is happening For perfectly. all we know, he's monitoring the NORAD missile defense system, yeah, keeping us safe. He's got three different screens, uh-huh. uh, if you include uh, his cell phone, which is also propped up. We just took a peek. He's watching soccer. Two games. He's watching two games mm-hmm. simultaneously. Eduardo... Did someone just score? You got really excited. I didn't listen to a word Conan just said. (laughs) (laughs) This is the guy monitoring the audio. (laughs) I just know it works because I heard something. That's That's pretty good. I have no idea what you're talking about. I heard my name, so here I am. Here I am. Hello. What were we talking about? What was that? Uh, 745 Central Girls Coach Mary Doan joins us next on The Jim Davis Show. Cuckoo, loony, and crazy. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking Central Warriors basketball on the team. And with us right now, she's the coach of the Central Warriors, Mary Doan. Mary, I'm I'm so sorry that we've had this kind of start. You you would be we'd be doing line drills for you right now <laughs> for this kind of poor execution on on the part of this program. I I have to apologize to you. No, no, you guys are great. Uh, I don't, I don't know about that. Well, you're, you're way too nice. That's very I, generous. Uh, first off, my, my condolences to the the passing of your mom. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's always tough when when you lose your mom, lose your dad, and so uh, uh, your, your mom worked at, at Wiggies for years, didn't she? She did for uh, like 22, I think. Wow, that's that that's a long run. Uh, she was a seamstress there, correct? Yeah, she yeah. actually had a master's degree in home economics, and when. Uh, when she when we moved here, she uh, couldn't get her teaching license, so she started working there. Well, it's, it takes an incredibly talented person to do that kind of work. That's not that's not easy work to do. I I, I, I can barely like when I rip a belt loop loose in my pants, I can kind of sort of right. sew it back together, and it looks absolutely like garbage. So um, I can't sew at all. I was that was one thing I'm like, nope, I don't, I don't even want to learn. Didn't you did not in, did not inherit that skill? My mom tried to no. teach me, couldn't do it. Yeah, couldn't, yeah, couldn't do nope. it. And I'm Ken just tried to teach me. And it's like that's, I, I don't, I don't I do it well at all. Yeah, nope, I refused. I'm like, I don't, I'll take my my shirt to a seamstress to put a button on. I, I refuse. <laughs> well, fortunately, <laughs> your your talents lie in other areas, and, and that's of course. Uh, teaching and and coaching and uh, your central girls off to a another sensational start three and oh and you know looking at what you're doing right now i mean it's the offense has been great for your basketball team but you 186 points but you've given up 76 you got to be really pleased the way your team's defending right now um actually i mean you know they they are right now i think relying on their athleticism and i mean that's good but i don't i feel like it's not good enough um, so 
that's kind of where we've been putting a lot of our extra efforts is trying to do just some of the little things better, like getting packing lanes better, turn our hips a little bit better and, and make ourselves a little quicker. Um, you know, I, I, I tell them, Hey, if you isn't, you know, if you can just get you know, a little bit faster, the game of basketball is played with inches and seconds. So anything we can do to get a little better there. Well, and, and I think starting things out, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the Christina Manzanera's is one of your top scorers, one of your top players. But, you know, Bryn Wagner's got off to a great start. She's also there as well. She's clutch, and she had the, the 19 points in the game, I believe, against Pueblo County. Um, you know, your Jasmine Hernandez has got off to a really good start as well. I mean, this is it's a basketball team that, uh, you know, ha- just has an awful lot of depth. Yeah, fortunately for us, we, we got a lot of kids who like to shoot the ball, which is a good thing. And so it does, um, I think, maybe cause a little bit of an issue. I mean, if you focus on one, then there's, I feel like, another kid who can, you know, maybe not put up 20, but still be able to carry some of the load. What do you feel like maybe so far through the Serrano start? You mentioned, you know, well, I'm praising the defense. You feel like there's still work to be done there. But maybe another area or two that you're still, even though you're three and now, you're going, yeah, we can we could execute a little better on our half court offense or better on our inbounds plays. I mean, is there some other areas you think, yeah, we're we're, we're playing well, but we could be better in fill in the blank? Absolutely, uh, rebounding. We need to get better at rebounding, and we need to have a better commitment to um, our post defense, and and not just the kid on the post, but also. Uh, our help side, you know, and I kind of talked to you, we're small. I mean, anyone who looks at our roster is going to look at us and, and be tiny. And, and then if you're the opposing coach, what do you do? You try to pound inside. So um, we're going to have to really work on I mean, boxing out and making contact, and making that a priority. And then help side, like, you know, if you're not guarding the ball, you're also guarding the post. So. Those are the biggest areas I think of my concern right now on the, on the defensive end. Yeah, because you had players like uh, Sasha Rascone. I mean, it gave you some size in the paint, and you just yeah. Right now, you just you have you have a, a team with a, you know quick, uh, athletic that shoot the ball well. But yeah, that's that that is seems like a potential potential issue for your basketball team. That that I mean, it, it's tough because you can't make them can't make them taller, right? No, <laughs> so. No. Uh, you can't make them taller. Um, that's the hard thing. That's an argument I've I've had for years. Is there's not much you can do to limit height, but you know, with speed, when you you know hand check and put your hands on kids, I mean, you can limit speed by sometimes doing some violations, but you can't you can't limit height. There's nothing you can do. They're they're tall. You know, so we're gonna see two tall kids this you know tomorrow, and it'll be a good test to see how committed we are to to keeping the ball out of the post. Mary Down, coach of the 3-0 Central Warriors basketball team with us on the Team Sports Network. It's Carbon County, Utah tomorrow. They're 5-0 uh, heading into that game tomorrow against uh, your Warriors. And uh, Madison Orth for them, averaging almost 13 points per game, almost eight rebounds per contest. Brings uh, some scoring and some rebounding into that contest against your team tomorrow. Yeah, and like I said, the two things I pinpointed are going to be, are going to have to get done, you know, for us. I mean, that's that's going to be a big part of you know what we need to do to improve, um, and then always you know let the defense create some offense and get some easy buckets. Mary Down, coach of the Central Warriors basketball team. So 
Uh, Warriors don't play today, play tomorrow at 3 o'clock against Carbon County, and we'll have that game tomorrow on the team with pregame at 2.45 from the Warrior Classic. Hey, Mary, I always appreciate the time, and once again, uh, my condolences uh, on the loss of your mother, and uh, I appreciate you coming on and, and talking with us today, and and uh, congratulations on a really good start to the season, and of course, a lot of basketball left to be played here in 2022. Thank you, Jim. We appreciate you. Appreciate all that you do for prep sports. No, thank you. Appreciate what you, you have the hard job. You, you have to coach and teach, and that's that's a harder job than we have to do. But I appreciate you coming on, Mary, as always. Thank you. All right, take care. Mary Doan, coach of the Central Girls basketball team. All right, so we'll have that game tomorrow because Central does not play today. We'll have Grand Junction Ponderosa at uh, 545 pregame, 6 o'clock. Open the voice. Holds out tonight. I think it will. I think it'll be okay. Hey, it'll be all right. Yeah. Long, long time doing this. <laughs> Yeah, it's not my first rodeo. Yeah, if it was going to give out, it would have, right? Yes, I've, I've only In had theory? One, I've only had like one time it ever during a game, mm-hmm. and it was like at the very end of the game. Thank goodness, where I just laryngitis, boom, yeah. could not talk. It's like this. It was about as loud as I could get. So I'm not not feeling that today. So and then we'll have uh, Ethan Jordan's going to have Fruita Castle View at seven thirty. So once again, those times are kind of. They're fluids. They're, they're the light, yeah. later games. And our conversation with Mary Doan brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Hour 2 coming up next on the Team Sports Network.